Do you like aliens, UFOs, cryptids, and the supernatural? What about self-defecating humor? Uh, actually, it's self-deprecating humor. Well, you may both be right. Alien Theorist Theorizing is a comedy podcast that examines cases like Roswell, Bigfoot, or the Atacama Alien. If any of these topics pique your interest, subscribe to Alien Theorist Theorizing free anywhere you find podcasts or go to alientheorists.com. Hey everybody, it's Alex, and don't worry, we'll get to the show, and Joe's on, I promise, in just a minute. Uh, Just a quick programming note, Uh, we recorded today's show uh, while it was leaking that uh, Trump just got indicted for the hush money payments to Stormy Daniels. Um, We will get more on that soon, but just a, you're probably going to listen and wonder why we didn't get to it. Uh, We'll get to it next week, don't worry. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. We'll get into where we see the Wisconsin Supreme Court race going, but we couldn't skip talking about one of the wildest weeks in Trump land we can remember. And then there's that pesky... Didn't didn't we say that last week? I swear we said it was wild last week. Yeah, well, it's going to get wilder and more doomier, uh, But as we've been saying. But also thinking about other big things that happened. The sanctimonious getting kind of outmaneuvered by Disney and the mouse... Just a a wicked blow to him. So we'll get to all that. Alex, where do you want to get started? Let's go to Trump land first. Rip off the Band-Aid. We had a bunch of listener questions, and it did not strike me as a coincidence that Trump starts speaking out. Our listeners get more engaged. I think people are paying attention. So these are, I'm going to read you two of them, Joe, and then you can take it however you want. So first is from Carla in California. Isn't it obvious to how to beat Trump at this point? Why do we keep having this argument in public? And I think by we, I think she means Democrats. And the second question is from Steve in Houston, who is on the media side of this. Why does the media seem conflicted on how to cover Trump? It's like even today, there is this layer of rationalization slash justification built in. Have they learned nothing? Joe, I can see your eyes lighting up. Where do you want to go? Yeah, well, for the last part, that's Trump Steve is is easier. (laughs) No. The, the media has learned nothing. You know, what they learn is the same thing they've always learned. It's clicks, more eyeballs, and they fall for every distraction that Trump sets up. Uh, and they will. They'll continue to do that because it's just who they are. It, it, they, it, this isn't even the both sidesism stuff. It's just, frankly, they can't help taking the bait. And it, it, actually, they kind of enjoy taking the bait. It's good for their ratings and they kind of, I think the media kind of buys into the chaos of Trump and likes covering it. And then, of course, uh, I think getting back to Carla in California, Democrats also take the bait, right? I mean, look, including us. I mean, look, look, what, you know, he goes out, says he's going to be arrested on Tuesday. And, you know, we're out there, you know, every first of all, we all want him to be arrested. Right. So. So, of course, we jump on that. The Democrats jump on progressive pro-democracy people jump on that hope after. Oh, man. And, you know, against any facts, he knew exactly what he was doing. He took over the entire week of all of us chasing something that never happened. And the media relentlessly covered it for a week. They actually still are. Yes, I think. I mean, answer Carlos. Yes, we know how to defeat Trump. 2020, 2022 were good examples. 
of how you defeat Trumpism, barely, but we did, and we can do that again. It requires all the work, and it requires them doing the crazy, which actually it's it's more, the, the, what's different, I think, is it's not just them doing the crazy now, it's, uh, and we've talked about this, it's them doing the dangerous. I mean, inciting, inciting people, the same kind of incitement we saw before January 6th, uh, that led to January 6th coming from Trump, but now it's coming from from a lot more than just him, right? It, it's MTG, it's it's Comer, it, it's DeSantis, it's the entire party gone off the rails into into fascism, into de, into just vengeful incitement of anger. And and again, if this keeps going this way, which I believe it will, it will not only end up in in Trump's defeat. Uh, I think he'll be the nominee. I've said that many times, but it also, I think, leads to a much more dangerous place than January 6th when we defeat him um, because of what he's doing in terms of building up the anger and the messaging that he's using. I mean, the stuff that you saw at the Waco rally is just off the rails, but off the rails, dark, dangerous, vengeful, and rallying people to do what needs to be done because the deep state isn't trying to stop him. It's trying to stop you, his MAGA cult. Right. Well, he, I think, let's get into the rally for a second. I mean, he, I think that the quotes I wrote down were either the deep state destroys America or we destroy the deep state. And I know you, you kind of mentioned how he, he fit that into, it's not just about some faceless entity. He's directly setting his followers kind of on that war path with quote unquote, the deep state. Um, which I thought was, as your point, the, the danger is it's just ratcheted up like crazy. Right. And he's opening it with January 6th prison choir and scenes from January 6th. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, it, it was, it, 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 you know, it's clear where he wants to take this, where he will take it and where his followers want him to take it. They want to be led into a fight. And it's not just a political one now. It's one that, again, either your quote, either the deep state destroys America or we destroy the deep state. Well, he's not talking just at the ballot box. I mean, that particularly when they fail and lose like they did in 2022 and like he did in 2020, the result of that and now this hyper insightful rhetoric that he's using and starting, you know, now we're not talking about, you know, how he he started this in 2020 leading into to January 6th, this is two years of this is what is where this is all going. We keep talking about it, but it isn't, this is not just, this isn't politics. That's the problem with the press. They keep following this and, and reporting it like there, there really is no threat. It can't happen here. Let both sides, them say this, Republicans say that. They act, they're covering the fight in the Republican party like it's a normal primary fight. It's not going to be. You can see that now. Look at what he's, you know, what's happened to DeSantis and the, you, you know, and, I mean, he's not even in the race yet and he's floundering around. Yeah. I mean, just completely upside down. Let's get back to DeSantis in a minute, but I feel like part of this, and I'm curious what you think, I, I, I want to call this the Trump trap because I, I feel like people are kind of underestimating somehow after what, seven, eight years of this now just how good of a manipulator 
of the media Trump is. I mean, yeah, I know he's unhinged, etc. But I mean, this is what he is really, really good at. And he wrote this to the presidents he wants. It's almost like people are conveniently forgetting how easily he plays people. Yeah, no, and he's going to do that again. I mean, look, at, I mean, that's my whole point here is he's going to destroy DeSantis and each one who steps up. And by the way, I still don't think that any of these people are getting in. I don't think in the end DeSantis makes the race because of this. But yeah, he is going to dominate and manipulate the coverage. And the press is going to wittingly and unwittingly go along with it. And that's why he will be their nominee. And I think it will be, and it's why, by the way, the same thing that happened in 2022, where you have a bunch of crazy nominees at the Senate and House and other levels that he encouraged to run. He's going to do that same thing again. And it will be crazier. And yet, and this is my point. I kept saying they keep doing the crazy and we keep doing the work. We'll win. That's what I said in 20, you know, we'll do better than they thought in 2022. And that, that happened. Now it's, it's crazier and more dangerous and more obviously dangerous. And I think that's the, the difference. I think it's DeSantis and what he's been doing, the way Nikki Haley and Scott get darker in the, their rhetoric as they have in the past few weeks. It's all towards that more dangerous rhetoric that I think will even separate more Bannon line voters or voters that reject the authoritarian fascism of, that Trump and DeSantis exude. Whoever gets the nomination, and again, I think it's Trump, that's what they're going to be exuding. That is, again, the way you defeat him. And DeSantis and the crazy nominees that they'll have are going to go off the rails, not just on the crazy stuff, but in a dangerous way, fomenting you know, violence and revenge. Right. And I think the American people, with that contrast between Joe Biden and Democrats who are getting many things done, despite you know, the Republicans throwing up mega-controlled House, throwing up obstacles at every step. That contrast, that's the contrast that saved the country, I think, in 2020 with Joe Biden and got Trump out of office. I think that same contrast is what made what should have been a, you know, a massive defeat for the end party uh, in the midterms turn out to be nothing, a mirage. Yes, they got the House back by a few seats, but nothing nothing along the scale that the punditry uh, expected or trumpeted. And I think by it's exactly why Biden will be the perfect foil, again, in terms of the contrast, particularly given all the things that Biden and Democrats, with some bipartisan support, were able to accomplish, only now becoming actually being implemented. I, we talk about this, the you know, insulin capped at $35 that just started in January, the infrastructure bill, chips, plants being built in Ohio and Arizona, things like this are just, yes, they, they were passed last year or in the first two years, but they're happening now. Jobs are being created. You keep looking at this economy, the jobs reports, you know, it's a, it's a very strong economy, particularly given the hand that Biden was dealt in terms of the pandemic and the supply chain issues and Putin invading Ukraine, but even there, you've got Trump and and DeSantis. My point: they're all they're still in Putin land, right? DeSantis is still trying to get around that it's a territorial dispute. When you know, basically, that's an, that's not where the Reagan Republican Party 
was, and it obviously means it doesn't exist anymore. Carla, to your point, it's twofer, right? It's there's a contrast. It's pretty obvious, and then and then there's not just the contrast, but everything that that Trump is doing compared to the accomplishments. Now, Biden said, "Soul of America, Soul of America, Soul of America." First time with that contrast, but now he has two and a half. It'll be three and a half by the time people are really making up their minds. Years of actually doing the damn job and doing it pretty well that he can run on. Yeah, no, that's the whole thing. You know, beating Trump, that it, it's Democrats, you know, are we really going to look back at two very successful cycles running straight at Trump and saying, gee, I wonder, right. I wonder how, how we should beat him. I wonder if that'll work again. Of course it'll work again. And the playbook is there. You know, Tom Nichols, I think, makes a great point, And we, we should link to him in our show notes. He said, you know, and I'm going to quote him, my case for amplifying Trump. One, Trump fatigue is real. Encourage it. Make people smoke the whole carton, not just one. Two, too many people claim I didn't see that. No more. Make sure they're seeing it. Make the choice as stark as possible. Don't let Trump's team control the narrative with sound bites. Now, for Democrats to learn that, I don't think is going to be hard. For the press to learn that, uh, particularly the third one, right. make sure the choice is as stark as possible and don't let Trump's team control the narrative with sound bites. Uh, you can't count on the mainstream media to do that. They'll still be doing, you know, I, 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 the one thing that I wonder is, you know, we used to complain, you know, why are the networks following every Trump rally every step of the way? you know, and, and airing them live, in, you know, back in 2016 and even into t- 2020. And then you get the Waco rally and they, they, it's like they don't cover it wire to wire. And it's the one where you really wish they had, I think, because it was so freaking crazy right. that I think if most of the American people actually, you know, had watched it, um, and, and, you know, and they're doing a pretty good job of, of I think, of grabbing moments and reporting them, but they still haven't learned the lesson. They're still, again, going back to the, I'm going to be arrested bait and switch that just, you know, you saw how quickly the media, and like I said, we, you know, there's such a need, such an urge, such a want to see him indicted that he, that he, and he played, he knew that and he played right for it and it helps him. Right. I mean, that's the whole, as I've said before, the guy, all this talk about, well, you know, he'll get vanquished in the primaries. Like, no, one, no way. But it's not even, I say, hey, you know, he'll, if you do beat him, he's not going to be gracious. He won't be at the convention. He'll be telling his people to, to sit down. The reality is, this guy knows there's only one way out. We've talked about this before, too. The only way out for him is to win the presidency. That's it. It's to win the presidency or in losing it, burn the country down. That's the only way he doesn't, you know, even if he's indicted in six different cases, those cases are going to take well over after the election. And if he wins, he knows that's it. He got four years where they, we couldn't touch him because you can't touch a sitting president. That's his way out. And that makes him, I think, even more dangerous because I think his drive will be is much greater than people think. Right. Well, he's not just running because, it, it, okay, every politician, 
most politicians want the power. They want the win. He's also running to stay out of jail. Right. And that's why he's more dangerous. I mean, that's what I'm saying. His rhetoric will heat up. He'll he'll want people in the streets if that's what it takes to stay out of jail. We both think he's unhinged, obviously. As you pointed out, he, he's a brilliant manipulator of the media to get what he wants. And we know what he, he wants to stay out of jail. And that's not by going to court and pleading innocent or any of that stuff, right? It's by using the indictments and doing the deep states out to get me. And right. We've got to destroy the deep state. And you've got to come out and you've got to fight for your country. And damn it, you know, and, and if we lose, it's because the deep state, we didn't destroy it. We'll have to destroy it. You know, you, you know if we thought what he was saying going into, you know, after losing 2020 was inciting people, wait, wait. And he knows that. I mean, that's where he's going. Uh, and that's one of the reasons, by the way, DeSantis or no one else is going to beat him with these people because that's what they want. They want somebody who's going to take, you know, we, I've talked about this before, burn the forest down, right, and start over. Well, DeSantis isn't going to be better at that than Donald Trump. Right. No, and neither is Nikki Haley or anybody else who's even thinking. Asia Hutchinson, nice guy, maybe, but no freaking way is that going to happen. Right. I mean, it, it, it's kind of like, I mean, if you look at, and I want to make sure we, we hit the DeSantis poll numbers of the week. Oh, because yes, they're, yes. they're not so good. Turns out losing a very public fight to Mickey Mouse does not make you look good. No. I Because mean, they want a strong man. They don't want someone exactly. that a mouse can be. This guy... He's, you know, he goes after woke Disney, and it was a huge blow for DeSantis in his war with Disney. He got outmaneuvered by Mickey Mouse, for crying out loud. I mean, it's just, here he made this big deal about, you know, the woke corporation's been vanquished, and I'm taking charge now. And it turns out he had no idea what he was talking about. The people he appointed literally have no juice because Disney Corporation went out and outmaneuvered him and went exploited the loopholes and made uh, changes in the agreements before he put his team in place. They have no clue what to do now, except he looks like totally like toothless and like an idiot. I mean, literally like complete, just blabbermouth idiot talking garbage and getting nothing done. In fact, wiping the crap off his face before how, how stupid this all looks. So, you know, look, and, you know, he was already in trouble before that. I mean, you know, Trump's been unloading on him. Huge. With both barrels. Huge. Yeah. And and by the way, Fox hasn't been all that kind either. It's starting to look like Well, we haven't even gotten to Trump getting back on Hannity. Yeah. The term might be on. Right. So they're, they're, you know, God knows. And you have, you know, Fox poll comes out, Trump 54, DeSantis 24, in February, their poll had it 43-28. So you're out there, you're doing your shadow campaign, you're doing your ridiculous book tour, and you're you're doing every you know every anti woke thing you can, uh, including some crazy ass bills that he's signing. And what it gets you is Trump goes up 11, and you go down four. And this is with the rest of the people in the race. None of them getting, you know, three, four points, something like that. But it just shows you that if you're down, if you're one of these people at three, and by the way, the crazy thing is Liz Cheney does better than Nikki Haley 
uh, I think slightly better at three percent than Nikki Haley at, at, at like two point eight or something. But so you know, it's not going to happen, folks. This is going to and I, and by the way, how many more months of this can DeSantis take going down? I mean, going from twenty eight to twenty four, Trump going from forty three to fifty four. It's kind of like a as you call it, it's the Trump trap. Well, remember, remember this: every time you see a poll that has DeSantis versus Trump head to head, and it's going to be closer than if it's in a whole field. You got to remember that is not a reality. It is never just going to be DeSantis versus Trump. That is not how primaries work. Anyone pulling it like that is fooling themselves. And it's essentially a fake pro DeSantis narrative that just does not work. Well, that that may keep DeSantis in longer than he should stay. Because I, one of the things, I'm like I said, I'm not sure that it is going to be a big field. I'm not sure anybody is going to have the guts to stay in this for very long, including DeSantis. I mean, there, we, you could be trusting Trump versus DeSantis when it's going to be Trump versus nobody. Um, and part of that is because of the money, too. I mean, I don't see DeSantis being able to, uh, the more Trump pulls away like this, or at least stays, you know, in the high 40s, low 50s, who would give DeSantis, why would you, you're going to get that whole fear thing of Trump. If I go on, if I right. get on especially you're going on the shit list for basically nothing. It's one thing if it's even. Yeah, if there's a not. chance, yeah. But if there's no chance and you're flailing around and you're proving every day that you're not ready for prime time the way DeSantis is proving it, why are you going to, why are you going to write the big fat check to, to Ron DeSantis? I'm sure he, he's got money now. But this is he's he, you know, he's talking about um, they're starting about talking about moving up his announcement to April and starting with a staff of 40 to 50 people. Well, I, look, I've done this before. You start that far out with that big a staff. It eats money fast. And so I just think that part of this is who has the staying power to take the pain. And what, so just think about this. Does anybody doubt that Trump has the staying power to take the pain and deliver it as much as he can to everybody? No, he will. Does DeSantis? So far, the evidence is no way. I mean, he couldn't even deal with Disney. I mean, if you can't take out win over the, the mouse, how are you going to stand up and lead the coalition to, to stop Putin in Ukraine? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Damn it. He's on the other side anyway. He's already with Putin, so he's not going to stop crap. So, I mean, I'm just saying it's like a, a total disconnect in which I think in the end he doesn't have what it takes. I never thought he did. I never thought he would wear well. But I think that's going to be a, you, you know, it, it, I'm going to be surprised if DeSantis actually makes the run. And by the way, okay, so let's argue for a second that he doesn't. Um, so who? I mean, yeah. Where the hell's Pompeo? <laughs> I mean, he, he's totally disappeared. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't even heard a peep from him. I don't think Nikki Haley's going anywhere. I guess Asia Hutchinson or somebody like that can offer up uh, a non-MAGA alternative. But this is the MAGA party. I mean, it's all MAGA all the time now. And if you, you don't believe that, look at the House of Representatives. So, and, and Marjorie Taylor Greene probably being the most powerful member of the House right now, given her influence within the MAGA caucus and, and with McCarthy. So I think it's all setting up for them um, to, like I said, the, my biggest worry is not that 
they're um, they're doing the crazy and us doing the work won't add to lead to their defeat. It will. It's more the danger of this dictatorial authoritarian guy who knows his only way out is to crush any opposition and to win the presidency who's going to be driven when he loses. If we thought he was driven to try to burn it all down on January 6th, wait until January of 2025 if he loses, What he, how this crescendo already starting, he's already ratcheted it up uh, beyond anything we've ever seen before. And we, we do use the word unprecedented too many times in these conversations, but the level of anger, fear, retribution, revenge, and calls, I think, outright calls for violence that he is already starting to inject into the, the narrative is unprecedented. I mean, again, thinking about like what we thought in 2016 about his language and rhetoric and who he was attacking and fear of the other uh, and hatred of the other and what happened, you know, what, what the, the Republicans uh, mega caucus was doing going into 2022. I think it will be, it will be on a scale that we have never seen in a way that will be clear to the American people that the threat really is there, which I think has always been part of our problem, that a lot of Americans were not really awake to the danger. But I think his rhetoric, the way DeSantis carries himself, and the way that the only way to win will be darker and darker, more fascist, more hatred, and violent rhetoric, I think that will be, it's clear every day, I think, will be clear every day that um, what the danger is, and I think the American people respond, particularly with the contrast that's worked for us two cycles in a row, just calm leadership trying to work across the aisle, knowing there's almost no one there to work in, you know, assault weapons ban. I mean, we can go into all these things, but there's no one on the other side is going to do a damn thing. In fact, they say it. Right. No, they, they've been openly <laughs> saying it this week, which was, yeah. you know, a pretty, yeah. pretty heartbreaking, but, yeah. but nothing. New. Three kids, three kids and three teachers dead. But I, hey, look, there's nothing you can do. My daddy told me there's nothing you can do. So there, there's nothing you can do. I want to get to one more thing today. I know we, we went a little long on the DeSantis stuff, but how could we not? It's this one's enjoyable. But. We do have a big election coming up next Tuesday in Wisconsin. Oh, um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to get into it a little differently, though. Um, and this was a question that John and Maryland asked um, two weeks ago, and it sent a nice follow-up. But this was right after the South Carolina death penalty for abortion bill was introduced on their House floor. He said, tell me the GOP can't be serious with the South Carolina bill, proposing the death penalty for abortion. Just wow. And then there was a second question from Anna from Nevada, and I realize we're clearing through a lot of listener questions today, so great, but how should Democrats frame the abortion battle going into 2024? Is it worth going at it through the lens of purely women's rights in the face of MAGA men trying to take away those rights? And I think that, Joe, is a good way to get into Wisconsin, but wanted to, to see how you saw that race shaping up, anything you're watching. You know what's weird? First of all, the bad news is that, of course, they are serious. And you'll see more and more of these, including states like Idaho, criminalizing, leaving the state to get an abortion. I mean, they're going to make make that illegal. In 19, I think it was 1990, 
I did a campaign. Stan Paris uh, was a sitting congressman in Northern uh, Virginia, and he had said that uh, women who choose the option of abortion should be um, charged with murder and serve jail time. And it was a really 50-50 district. I, I made a, a TV ad where I literally put women, like 10 or 12 women behind bars and you know said, this guy's got a different view than the rest of us on a woman's right to choose. And that he doesn't understand that you know our country was founded on principles of, of liberty and individual freedom. And a woman should have the right to choose. And Stan Paris doesn't understand that. It devastated him. I mean, literally, he was leading by like 28 points. We ended up winning that election, defeating him in a very, at the time, very Republican district. My point is that was, what was 1990? So how many years ago is that? Like 30, 33 years ago? And guess what? We're right back. I mean, it's just astonishing to me that that Republican Party, that, 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 that frame of the Republican Party that was was wiped out by this argument in 1990 is back. Not only back, but running the entire party and going increasingly taking those rights away. The, the good news is that nationally voters continue to be more and more in support of women's abortion rights. I mean, the new Navigator poll has Americans plus 40, 40% more Americans support a woman's right to seeking abortion through medication at far pharmacies. I mean, that's 40 point margin, 40 points, right? so, which is all you need to know. Yeah. Really. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter if that's 70, well, 70, 30 would be, you know, you know, it would be 40 points. Right. So with no undecided, I'm sure there is, but I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it's that kind of, if it's lower, if it's 65, it's 25 on the other side. And more and more Americans are opposed to national bans on abortion than even last year. Um, but they're going to try to do that too. Um, you know, they back away, they step up, but they'll do it in the states and they're continuing to do this every day. So public opinion is there. So yes, that, that is, it was part of the driving contrast in 2020 and 2022, for sure. Um, and I think um, we have to continue to remind voters that those are the stakes. And the, remember, I think you had this, you know, you know, going into a lot of this, when Trump starts out, I think there were, again, this is part of our problem. You could say they're going to ban abortion and, or, or, and overturn Roe v. Wade, but I think a ton of people out there were like, nah, no way. They're, they're, yeah, they wouldn't try to do that. They're not going to do that. That's like hyperbole. You're worried about, you're worried about things we don't need to worry about. Well, um, I think more people started worrying about it in 2020. I think a hell of a lot more people started worrying about it after Dobbs. And I think it's even clearer today, given the res the crazy restrictions, uh, you know, and the banning of the pills right. at pharmacies. I mean, it's just, it's incredible how tough they're making this and how draconian they are in terms of, I mean, you know, when you start doing, no, you can't take, you can't get medication and you can't, uh, you know, and it, if, you know, when you, when you, start laying out that no abortion after in such a short time that there's no woman out there who would know she was pregnant. You know, when you start doing things like that, I think it's not going to be that difficult to remind people what the stakes are. That's what I'm saying. I think it's going to be clearer. And then you add to that 
the calls for violence, the just mind-blowing rhetoric of both him and DeSantis. And then you also put in that, that, that mm-hmm. maybe they're not all that, maybe DeSantis isn't all that good at being that guy. I mean, in terms of like, he knows what he wants to do. He wants to go after the mouse, but but even even Disney outmaneuvers him. So Trump will definitely outmaneuver his ass. Well, and that brings us back to Wisconsin, which it's pretty clear in this race that it's going to all be about abortion. And that's kind of how it's been defined. That's what all the media's done. Uh, Protosawitz, the liberal, is uh, technically it's a nonpartisan race, but the liberal, pretty clear that if she wins, the majority in Wisconsin will be liberal, which means that Wisconsin has one of those really old laws, I think 1849. And I think, I think our friends at the Lincoln Project ran an ad about that last year, but basically banning all abortions. So the Supreme Court is clearly going to take that up in their next term. And this vote is essentially, will abortion be legal or not in Wisconsin? Um, Right now, it's looking really close, Joe. Um, There have been some good turnout numbers out of Milwaukee so far. Um, I think what I saw was it's really going to come down to how many people stick with the conservative. Well, I mean, look, turnout so far for Pro to say say what, excuse me, has been, looks really good, as you pointed out. And the key is going to be exactly what you're saying. Do they stay with the conservative in the, that came out of the first round, or do the people who voted uh, against Kelly stay against him and defect? And I think there will be a lot of women who do, at least from, again, I don't, I don't have any great insight into focus groups or anything in, in Wisconsin, but looking at, there are a lot of women who would describe themselves as pro-life that you and I have both seen in focus groups uh, in places like Alabama and other places, who say, I'm pro-life, but I don't think we should have overturned Roe v. Wade. I mean, that they were, right. yeah, and that's, there's, there's, that's there's going a line too far. That. And I think and he's, right now. he's really kind of mean-spirited bills that are being passed in legislatures around the country and, you know, and, and signed into laws by people, law by people like DeSantis is putting a lot of focus on this. So I think, you know, we, we talked about uh, abortion earlier and while, the court, you know, I just think that that it's this is something that this is all going to be in the end is going to be decided by this difference on women's abortion rights. And I, you know, I think if we it's the same thing, we got to do the work. People, if there's anything you can do, you got any time, if you're close and can go volunteer, uh, do it, because this may be literally a big sea change in Wisconsin if Protosawitz wins. Now, you know, as you pointed out, Wisconsin has had this 1949 law in the books that, that bans nearly all abortions. Yeah, eight. Yeah. So the, the Supreme Court yeah, would, of course, have to vote years. on it. And Kelly, the conservative, would be anti-abortion all the way. Janet would likely, I think, again, it's a judgeship, so you never know, but would likely vote to overturn that law. Um, so this will be, uh, I think, the, one of the first and really most more important tests. You know, we saw this with secretaries of state battles, Jocelyn Benson in, in Michigan and in uh, other states where those races that we never really paid a lot of attention to for secretary of state really, really mattered in 2022. And you saw a lot of focus on them and the right, thankfully, I think the, the the people in those states responded and said, hell no, you're not going to mess with our elections. We want somebody we can trust that's going to be fair. 
I think this is the same thing now that, that, that this year, you know, I don't remember the last time I've talked about a, a, a state Supreme Court race. Um, just the same way I didn't remember last year before last year talking about state secretary of state races very much. But this is, I think this is a really fundamental race that could make a very big difference and, and be kind of a bellwether for where, where this is all going. And I think it's, it's, it, in terms of its impact uh, on the abortion rights fight, it's, it's got to be, you know, you know a, a real test, but very important. Anything people can do, you can, of course, go to jointheunion.us now and see how you can help. And there's other places, but get involved if you can. Wisdems.org. Go check out yeah. Wisconsin Democrats as well. Definitely. Tons of places to go. Well, thanks, everybody, show, for listening to that trippy show. Today. Thanks, Alex. And make sure to go to Wisdems, W-I-S-D-E-M-S dot org, and join the union dot U-S and see how you can help in Wisconsin right now. This is the final push. We'll put links to that in our show notes. A reminder that this podcast will always be free and is now part of ResoluteSquare.com. Check out the latest at ResoluteSquare.com slash trippy. Please subscribe to that trippy show. Leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. And you can always send us a question, which we actually got to a few today, to that trippy show at gmail.com or leave us a question and review on iTunes. Thanks, Alex, and see you all next week. I am Anthony Scaramucci, and you may know me from my career on Wall Street or my 11 days in the White House. They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but I'll tell you, if you read books, you can. I love to read, and my new podcast, Open Book, is about just that. Each book is this curated source of knowledge, which we can buy for $10 and digest in 10 hours. Together with some of the brightest minds and authors out there, I'll turn the pages on everything from history and psychology to finance and tech. You can find Open Book with Anthony Scaramucci on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there.